starting in 2022 to, yes, we have goals. Yes, we want things. Yes, we want to create things. And that's our right as creators on this planet. But can you also open your eyes to the magic that's already in your life? to the things you've already manifested, to the people that you already love, to the money that you already have, to the prayers that have already been answered. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joanne Chan, your host of the podcast, Find Joy with Joanne. Thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic, courageous, and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow, to live a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. And I can't wait to introduce you, our guest today, who is a natural, intuitive, energy healer, medium, RN, and energy work teacher. She had a spiritual awakening in 2014 that set her on a wild journey of deep healing and transformation. She is a registered nurse with a bachelor's degree and spent most of her nursing career in the ICU. This is where she developed her spiritual gift by working with angels, spirit guides, Ascended Masters and Ancestors. She studied neuroscience, epigenetics, metaphysics, human design, the gene keys, manifestation with the law of attraction and reality transurfing, timeline therapy, hypnosis, Akashic records, and many other types of energy healing modalities. She now works as an energy coach and helps many clients learn practical energy tools to become their own healer. She uses a unique blend of everything she has learned to help people equip themselves with the tools they need to develop their spiritual gift and use spirituality in a practical way to transform their life. And she is here today to help you transform your life and experience everything that your soul desires. So guys, help me welcome the highly gifted the joyful and the one and only Alyssa Hope. Alyssa, welcome to the show and thank you so much for taking your time out and sharing your beautiful energy with us today. Thank you. I'm seriously so honored to be here and I'm just really excited to see what flows between us. It's going to be great. Sure. Um, do you have any message for my listeners before we start or do you want to you know, like, how do you want to start our session together? Yes. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just set a beautiful intention for this podcast. And for me, I always place my hand on my heart, but you can do whatever feels most aligned for you. So we will just center in and take a breath and set a beautiful intention for this conversation that this podcast would be healing, that on this podcast we would feel aligned, we would have fun, we would flow, and we would enjoy ourselves and feel connected. And we set the intention that whoever listens to this podcast, whether it's as soon as it comes out, six months down the line, a year down the line, whenever anyone listens to this podcast, that they would be healed and aligned and receive everything that they need to receive 
from it, whatever that may be for them. And that spirit would flow through us um, to provide the healing and wisdom and alignment that they need. And that is the intention. Thank you so much. I mean, normally I'm like super energetic. And, you know, when I start the show, now I feel super calm and centered, which is, you know, it's a very different feeling. And thank you so much for that. Um, You know, what you do is just beautiful. I was looking at your website and I was like reading some of your stories and it's just so beautiful what you are doing. So I really want to, you know, thank you for making the world a better place. And the very first place that I want to start with you is, of course, um, I really want to know what brought you into doing the work you are doing today. Like, what is your why? Because I was reading your bio and your stories. You mentioned that back in 2014, you actually had your own spiritual awakening and that's where, you know, everything, you know, started. So can you bring us back to that moment back in 2014 and tell us what were you doing back then and what happened that led you down to your very own, you know, spiritual path and awakening? Yeah. So leading up to 2014, I was born and raised in a religious home. I have a great relationship with my family now, but um, I just grew up with a lot of rules in a in an environment that was spiritual because of the religious aspect, but it was very, um, it was, it was very boxed in, you know, it was very like, this is what God is. This is what women are. This is what you have to be. There was a lot of, you know, pressure, like this is God's plan for you. So I, I grew up around a lot of rules and programs around not being good enough and being born, you know, wrong and just kind of feeling this inner sense of shame that like my existence was wrong. So I grew up very much a people pleaser, very much an like incredible student, try to overachieve, try to please everybody, make everybody happy and kind of sacrificed myself in that process. Like I think a lot of us do. Um, and I was a super sensitive kid. I mean, I remember growing up, I would see colors or, um, you know, I would feel energy very deeply and I would not be able to, I didn't have language around what I was experiencing, you know, and I would see angels, but I would also see darker things. And, um, I just was very kind of fearful towards all of that. So I tried to kind of keep that as at bay as much as possible. Um, and then when I graduated college, I started working as a nurse. So I have my bachelor's degree in nursing. And when I got in that hospital setting, which is what's leading up to 2014, um, I basically started having what looking back appeared to be kind of a mental breakdown. Um, I started having panic attacks, being super anxious and depressed, and I had developed anxiety and depression for a while, like even in high school and college, and it just hit a breaking point um, in the hospital because in the hospital I started to engage in other energies too, like being in patients' rooms, um, being around you know people that were not people that I had been exposed to previously, and I worked on a floor where there was a lot of drug overdoses and you know abuse situations. So there was a lot of dark stuff, and I think all of that energy started to put so much pressure on me that I actually became suicidal throughout that process. Um, and I did everything that I thought I could to kind of help 
help with the anxiety and the depression and just nothing was helping. And I started to have my spiritual gifts come back online. And I didn't really understand what that was at the time. But I started to, again, start to see spirits, light spirits, dark spirits. I started to hear things that were not being said out loud, but hear patients' thoughts or hear um, words or, you know, see things in patient rooms, like things like that, that were very scary. I started to have out of body experiences where I would leave my body and then see myself kind of below. And it was just the craziest thing. And it got so bad to the point where I told my, my husband at the time who was, I'm so grateful because he's so supportive, but I basically was like, I don't know what else to do. Like I've got to quit nursing because like i I'm going to take my life if I, like, I can't live like this anymore. And it was such a divine timing because the week that I decided to quit my job, I had a, like, random invitation from a physician friend that I had to go on basically a humanitarian missions trip and do nursing overseas in Africa. And so I went on that trip because I had just quit my job. And so the timing was like perfectly divine. And on that trip, we went on a safari down the Nile River, which is also a really spiritual kind of has a lot of spiritual connotation. And so I remember a moment just being on the back of the boat because it was you know, a river kind of safari cruise. And I remember being alone and just being out in nature and it was so expansive. And I just like started weeping and I just cried out to God. And I was like, I need some, like, give me something to work with here because I, I will leave. Like I will take my life if I do not have some sort of direction to go in. And I felt for the first time, like what they describe as that kind of like unity consciousness, that like oneness of like connection. And I didn't hear like an audible, you know, like an audible voice, but I just had this inner knowing where there was this invitation that God was like, okay, forget everything you've ever known about you know, religion or what God is. And I'm gonna take you on a journey. And you have to be willing to face every fear to try things that you have not tried before to just go on a totally different path and just start from scratch. Like be open to everything that your heart is calling you to one step at a time. And you're going to have to trust yourself and trust your journey and just move forward. And I just made a decision then that I was like, okay, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to live it sober. Like that's the moment I chose, like I'm starting a new life. I'm going to live it fully and I'm not going to numb it out. Like because I had been coping previously and not well, you know, with like eating disorders and, you know, distraction and numbing and all sorts of things. And I just decided I'm like, if I'm going to stay on earth, then I'm going to really be here. And so that was kind of that like pivotal moment for me. And I wish I could say that I got home and then everything got better. And it was like super clear from that moment on. It was definitely a journey and there was definitely still low moments and even lower moments than that. But that was really the moment that I kind of shifted and just made that decision. Like, I'm going to figure this out. 
I love that. Oh my God, I love everything you just said. It's such a beautiful story. Something that I had never, uh, you know, heard before. So when you say you still have low moments, because for a lot of people, you know, we tend to think that, okay, so they are these people, they are gifted, you know, they can talk to spirit, they can talk to God, you know, um, they have all the answers. They don't feel depressed anymore. They don't feel sad. They don't feel emotional. Like we have this, you know, idea of what gifted people are right but hearing from what you say is not really that so how do you deal with those low moments you mentioned that it's not just you know everything just changed and everything is perfect right no so when you find yourself in low moments again like how do you deal with that do you tune into your intuition do you connect to your spirit like how do you deal with that as a healer yourself Mm -hmm. so i think like once you decide to heal it's almost like my spirit guides and angels gave me the vision of almost like a deep sea diver it's like you kind of start or at least this is how I see healing the healing process and how I did it's kind of like I see a person who's like snorkeling and they're like in the reef and then they go to like you know, they start to maybe scuba dive and it's like a shallow. And then there's like this progression of like going to those like deep, dark places where it is very dark, right? And it's almost like within those dark places, if you think of like a diver, they're holding a light and they might not be able to see all the way around them, but they they are the light, right? Like they have a light on their head and they're kind of navigating that darkness. And I just kind of see that like we've all come into the world super pure is how I really believe that we come in our fullest essence. And as we grow up, it's just natural. Like we're we're programmed, we are conditioned, we learn from our parents and society around us what's acceptable, what's not, what we have to do and who we have to be to be loved. And so working through those deeply rooted, and this is neuroscience, right? Like from zero to seven, we have deep programming that we build our life on. So to, to unearth that and to heal from those things does take time. And I think for me in those darker times, I just don't judge myself anymore. I think in the past I used to, I had a lot of, or I had this idea that if it's dark and if it's painful, that means something's wrong. And now I just have this understanding that like pain and suffering and healing that's all part of the process and really nothing's gone wrong there. And it's not even about like not like in my opinion, the goal should not be to be happy all the time and to never have struggles. Like the goal should be to relate to those struggles differently, right? Like to welcome those in as like, oh yes, when I go through a struggle, that means on the other side, there's a new version of me, a higher vibrational version of me, a more evolved, a more mature, a more compassionate version of me exists on the other side of this darkness. (laughs) And if I'm willing to just trust myself and to do the work and to keep moving forward, like I get to embody a whole nother level. It's almost like a video game where it's like at the end of each video game, there's like a boss or whatever, and you have to like defeat the big boss. But then it's like, then you go to the next video game and it's like 
that's what we're here to do. Like our souls are here to evolve and grow and we can evolve and grow through pleasure and joy and bliss. But so much of the deepest, most transformative evolution comes from those dark times. So I relate to them so much different now because I, when I face those things, I don't make it mean that something's gone wrong. I just make it mean that this is a natural part of the process and that my soul came here to evolve and that this lesson that I'm learning, I believe on a higher level, like my soul believed I was ready to face this. And also we live on planet earth. Like signing up to be human means that we're going to experience pain. We're going to experience joy. We're going to experience loss. We're going to experience endings, beginnings. We're going to experience the whole range of emotion. And experiences, because that's just what it means to be human. So I guess with the darkness, to answer your question, it's just relating to it different. I just don't make it mean that something's gone wrong. I don't sit in it forever. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is a dark time. Let me just hang out here for the rest of my life. But I do just relate to it as like, oh, okay, this is something else that's coming up. If it comes up, I believe it's coming up in divine timing to be worked on. And maybe last year I wasn't ready for this lesson, but my soul believes that I'm ready now. And so I'm going to accept this challenge as a, as an invitation to go to my next level. And I just lean all the way in. <laughs> I love that when you say we, we choose this, we sign out to be a human, right? I love that so much. <laughs> um, because you know what? We hear a lot about spirituality nowadays, actually ever since COVID happened. But there are still many people, I would say, who think spirituality is, is woo-woo and it's not practical, it's unrealistic. But what they are not understanding is that we are not human being having a spiritual experience, but we are a spiritual being having a human experience. Right. And the truth is, you know, I, I only came to this realization in the recent years as well. I was like, I mean, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was just like, oh, I'm just a human being, you know, like, what, what am I here to do, right? Um, so, but again, I'm not a spiritual teacher, but you are. So can you, you will be the best person to answer this question anyway. So can you, how do you explain spirituality to people? Um, yeah, how do you explain that concept to people? Yeah, so the concept of spirituality, I, so coming from a medical background, I like to be very practical, and as much as I um, love all the woo-woo and spiritual side, and I definitely do things that cannot be proved by modern science at this time, um, but I also do a lot of things that are very much rooted in neuroscience and all of that, and so science is really catching up to spirituality and I feel like there's still a little bit of a bridge that needs to happen but there are so much there's so much more that science is starting to prove around energy and you know quantum physics and and science and like the way you know epigenetics and all of that is really really lovely so I kind of it would depend on where the person is at you know, if they're kind of like my medical friends who are more on the side of needing that scientific proof, I think it's just understanding the concept of energy, that everything is just particles vibrating in space, right? And the vibration can be at a slower speed or a higher speed. And those things are felt differently. Like 
and I give this example all the time to people when I'm explaining energy, like we can see colors, right? And if you look at the color spectrum, red has the longest physical wavelength and purple has the shortest. So we see red and purple differently because they're the wavelengths are actual different lengths. So it's the same with energy. Like we experience energy differently based on the different vibrations. And just like we don't really judge colors, we don't need to judge energy, if that makes sense. Like emotions just are. Like yes, we have higher vibrational emotions of gratitude and joy and love, which we all want to be in. And then we have the lower vibrational emotions of sadness and sorrow and depression, but it doesn't make one better or worse. They both just are. They're just different vibrations. So I kind of explain spirituality as just understanding that we are energetic beings. Like our bodies are energy, our emotions are energy, our thoughts are energy, and everything in the physical world is energy. And that's really what I believe spirituality to be is that when we understand that we're energetic beings, we understand that we're interacting with the world around us as that energetic being and there's always an energetic exchange and then we as kind of that consciousness get to choose how we show up in the world and how we engage and shift our energy and play with energy in the physical world. So it doesn't have to be super woo-woo. It can just be very um, that we are the awareness having this experience and that's pretty easy to see if you just turn inward and look at your thoughts because we have a lot of thoughts of like I can't live with myself or I can't we have these thoughts where we use the word I but we use it separate from our physical presence if that makes sense so I think it's pretty when some people are like don't understand that awareness portion, I, I get them to tune into their thoughts and then they can kind of see like, oh, if if I have the thought I can't live with myself, that suggests that there's two versions of me. The I that can't live with this version of myself. So there's like this separateness, right? So I think spirituality is coming back to the truth that we are that observer, that we are that presence having this experience, and that when our physical bodies move on, our physical bodies are energy, so we just kind of continue on in that energetic journey. So that's how I would describe it. It blew my mind away. I mean, now you reminded me, because I was listening to to your podcast, to some of your podcasts, and one of the podcasts that you did recently, you say that um, you say energy is not spiritual. Yeah. So based on what you just told me, like why do you say, because you said we are all energetic being, does it mean we are, is it the same as saying we are a spiritual being? Like why do you say energy is, is not spiritual? How, how do you explain that? Because I would say that, I think that the idea of like energy gets put into this box of religion and I think it's interesting that it does that because I think the reason for that is back before there was science, right? Or before like the, the scientific advances we have now, we had a deep spiritual connection. Like if you think way back, like tribes and people were just super connected to the earth. Like if you, where I live, it's a very like 
there's a lot around the Native American um, culture. And so if you look at Native American history, like they believed that they were a part of the land and that they understood like before they went to kill buffalo to eat them, like they honored the buffalo's spirit and presence and then they blessed the spirit of the buffalo on in its soul's journey. And they appreciated it giving its physical essence to them to sustain them. So I think if we look back, like when humans originated on the planet, there was just this inner knowing of connection to the earth and an an understanding of energy that goes beyond the mind. And I think that's where spirituality clashes a little bit with, um, with science is that we're so reliant in our culture around the mind and the mind is limited, right? Like the body has its own wisdom within it that sometimes contradicts the mind, right? Like we might be drawn to someone or something, but our mind is like, no, we can't have that or we shouldn't do that or we shouldn't be attracted to that person or vice versa. We might feel like as a child, I would feel repulsed by people's energy or felt like I wanted to pull away. But logically it'd be like, oh no, they're a nice person or they're a good person. So there's this clash of your body's knowing, your essence, your energy field of knowing the truth versus when the mind comes in with logic. So I feel like when I say that energy is not spiritual, what I mean is that it is not, spirituality does not own energy, right? Like it doesn't Just like spirituality doesn't own the concept of God. Like every religion has the concept of a higher power in it. So it's not like one religion gets to own it. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. But I would say just that we have this inner knowing. And that's what I believe like energy really is. And I don't think that that should be categorized under like spirituality or religion. Okay, so yeah, you answered my question. Now I have more questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, what creates energy? I think you kind of answered this question. Is it, is it our feelings? Is it our emotion? Or is it the thought that we have in our mind? But at the same time, you are saying we feel the energy in our body, right? Uh, we have the inner knowing of what is true and what is not. But at the same time, our mind is telling ourselves the different story. You know, the person is nice. You know, you should do this. You should do that. So where does energy come from? Is it from the mind or is it from the body? I believe it's from the body, but of course I would love to have you um, explain that a little. And yeah, yeah. What, so where does energy come from? So it's both, right? We understand like the law of thermodynamics says that energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be transformed. So from that perspective energy, everything is energy, right? Um, And that means that emotions are energy, thoughts are energy, our physical bodies are energy. So technically thoughts and emotions have come into physical form. So it's so interesting to think of this idea that like thoughts, and there's like debate amongst this, but from my understanding, We usually grow up thinking that we are thinking our thoughts when really a majority of the time thoughts are kind of coming into our brains. Like 
there is not a thought on this planet that another human brain has not thought before. Like you did not, you cannot and have not invented a thought, right? Like that's just not, like all thoughts have been thought. And it's so funny, you can see this in common areas. Like for example, when we had time change, the time change recently, it was like you couldn't get through the day without eight people being like, oh my God, I'm so tired because of the time change. Like they didn't, th- they didn't invent that thought. Like they've received that thought because we're all connected energetically and we're tapped into this collective energy of the people who experience time change. Okay. And so the body, yes, is energetic and emotions are neuropeptides that are released in the body and those have to be metabolized just like our body metabolizes food and then thoughts are and our energy as well so it's really not either or it's both if that makes sense totally totally i mean thank you for clarifying that now you know like i said many people still think that is ooh and they don't believe it but you're helping people to actually develop their spiritual gift and use it in a practical way like what you just mentioned and and to transform their life so can you share with us you know what are some of the ways or examples that you you help people to use you know spirituality in a practical way like what are some of the practical ways to to do that yeah so I think that's what I love about this work my I used to do just individual sessions with clients, which is lovely. And I still do individual sessions, but what my kind of my like angels and spirit guides shared with me was they gave me a vision of spirituality being like a really beautiful sequin dress and like having this incredible like designer sequin dress in your closet. And it's like, Oh my God, that dress is amazing. It's beautiful. I love looking at it. But my personal lifestyle does not accommodate a piece of clothing like that. So even though it would be amazing to have this gorgeous sequin dress, it'd be like, oh, that's really beautiful. That's going to stay in my closet and I'm going to grab this long sleeve t-shirt, right? So I think like my guides, when they called me to start this business, it was very much to take these concepts of spirituality that sometimes to people feel like the sequin dress where it's like oh manifestation that's amazing like I would love to do that and that means nothing to me and so (laughs) I'm not going to use it and so getting spirituality and and energy tools from this place of that's a cool thing to look at or that's interesting or that's um, beautiful or yeah that's great for you into like taking it and transforming it into something that people could actually use um, to really transform their life. And I guess the way that that happened for me is that I didn't even know that energy healing, I didn't know about energy. I knew that I had quote unquote spiritual gifts or that I was a sensitive person, but really I didn't understand any of this until I used it in my own life. And I... I mean, I was at the point where, again, suicide, it was kind of like a life or death thing. Like I either figure this out or I'm leaving. Like that was my choice. (laughs) So in the process of figuring it out, I just started to learn step by step different things that helped me. And I started to learn like, oh, our thoughts actually like have power over us and we can choose our thoughts. Like, oh, our thoughts and our emotions are actually tied together. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, our physical bodies. Like we have 
like our gut has its own brain and that can actually be part of depression and anxiety is like healing the gut and like all of the food that we're eating is like not supporting our physical bodies and oh shit like we are physical beings that are connected to the earth like we're not meant to be inside all day and under like fluorescent light like we're supposed to have natural light so all of these things like I just used and discovered to heal myself because I had to. (laughs) Like that was really the process. I didn't even know energy healing was a thing until probably three years ago, three or four years ago. And I met an energy healer and my whole world was opened up. I was like, you can do this as a job. Like you can learn this. Oh my God. And so when I started to take all of these courses and I traveled and learned different, like how to develop your spiritual gifts and different energy tools, I just did it because I wanted to heal myself. And that naturally and organically started to, like, I started to transform my life and people started to be like, holy shit, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, even people who didn't really understand or believe in it were like, well, I see that you've changed. Like, you've changed before my eyes, so obviously you're doing something. So I don't know what it is and I don't really understand it and I don't know that I totally believe in it, but, like, I want to change my life too, so help me. (laughs) And so even my husband, like, he's amazing. And we don't have the exact same spiritual beliefs. But he has supported me every step of the way because he was like, I don't know what you're doing or really like understand it fully or even feel like I believe in it. But like, I've never seen you more happy. I've never seen you more aligned. Like your physical essence is lighter and like brighter and just who you are is like radiating. And so I don't know, like, I don't understand past life healing or like, I don't even think I believe in past lives or I don't really understand this whole like talking to angels and spirit guides, but like you are aligned and there's just no denying that. And he saw me at this place of suicide and was like, do whatever you need to do. And he knew at that time he couldn't fix me and, but he supported me in becoming my own healer and fixing myself, if you will, not fixing myself, but healing. And so I've just taken this process that for me was eight years and I think is a eternal process of healing, but everything I learned that helped me, I just offer to others in case it's helpful to them. And I know that different people resonate with different things. And I believe that healing is so holistic in the sense of like, you can't just heal the mind like you have to heal the mind the body the spirit and your emotions like you have to hit all of them you can't just focus on your spirit and then you know totally leave the body out of it like it all has to come together so that's what I'm passionate about for people is taking all of these tools and and providing all of these tools and I know that not every single one is going to land but people are going to pick up what they need because they might have already mastered the body. Like they might have already got their nutrition and all that under control, but now they're just looking for some mindset stuff or now they're looking for some spiritual stuff or now they're looking for some emotional stuff. So my intention is really to just provide a a really um, wide range that hits all four of the bodies and offer people those tools for what they're needing and what's in alignment for them at that time because we're always ever evolving right so some seasons of our life we're going to need more of something and you know we might not be ready for something it's like it builds on each other and so that's my intention is to just provide people for what they need at that moment 
Okay, do you feel like because you are you have I believe we all have a guide, an invisible guide that is always guiding us, right, in our journey. Sometimes we don't hear them, like what you said, we don't really hear the voice, but it's like we we hear something but we're not sure. If we ignore the inner knowing or, or our you know intuition, do you think like let's say our guy is telling us to do something, maybe start a podcast or start a business, go study this, go talk to the person, you know, go go meet someone, go outside, is talking to us. But if we are not listening to that, do you think it would they will keep coming back in different ways? Like just because you really have to do this thing, they are telling you to do this thing because it's important for your growth, right? Do you think they will come back in different format? Because sometimes I, I hear it, but I ignore it. And then something happened, you know, something else happened. So I just want to know like, what is the truth? Yeah. From my experience, our guides always have our back. And there's a principle in nature. Like if you just look at the planet Earth and if you look at nature, it always takes the path of least resistance. Okay. So if you think about a river, if there's a block in the river, the river naturally flows around the stone or the block. It doesn't try and like force its way through the the block. It naturally flows with what life presents to it. That's how nature is because nature is very efficient. It doesn't waste energy. That is how we were designed and created to operate in the world. And because of this mind-dominated culture we live in, our mind is like, nope, this is right and wrong. And this is, and we lose that flow. But our guides and our angels are always trying to get us to that direction of our intention the easiest way possible because it because we are part of nature and because we're designed to be efficient actually and to take the passive path of least resistance so i believe that our guides really give us what we're ready for at that time and if we decide with our free will that we are not ready for that they will open up another opportunity and another opportunity. And it might be the longer way around. Like for my podcast, literally, I knew two years ago I was supposed to start it. I knew. Like I had five people literally tell me, like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, no, I'm like, ah. And I had all my fears around it. And then when they said, like they prompted me to do it this time, I was just on it. Like I still had a clear fears, but I was like, I'm going for this. So obviously I was ready two years ago when they invited me to do that, but I didn't feel ready. So I, with my free will said no. (laughs) And there was other things that they guided me to. So it's not like, it's not like I missed out. You know, I always believe that like, we are always given other opportunities. I don't think there's like one highest Thing and that if we, you know, if we marry the wrong person, like we, we've wrecked the entire, you know, love triangle of the entire world because we, you know, messed up the equilibrium. It's like, I think we just are guided to whatever we're ready for next. And I feel like there were things that I was prompted to do in the past that I didn't necessarily respond to and they have come back around or they've come back around in a different way or a different form. And we just, I personally just trust this beautiful quantum universe that has like unlimited potential and can bring people and places and things to you in any way, shape, or form. And so if you're not ready for something or you're kind of off and you're just not in awareness around what the sign is, like you can always ask for more opportunities and our guides are always just working things for our good and trying to get us to go on the path of least resistance. 
Yeah, so how do we ask our guide? Like, let's say if I'm not, um, if I don't see things, you know, I'm not talking angels, how do I ask? Do I ask? I know just by asking this question, I'm already asking too much, you know, it's like, I'm just thinking too much. I'm in my mind. So it's like, do I ask like, you know, in my mind or do I, like, how do I ask? <laughs> you know, do I just ask openly? Like, you know, you get what I mean? Yeah. So I think that, I'm a like very firm believer in that you can't do it wrong. There's a channel that I listened to and she said a quote one time that you can't get it wrong and you never get it done. And she was talking about life. Like no matter what choice you make, like you can't get it right. You can't make a wrong decision in the sense of our souls are here to evolve. So if you choose to like make a really what we would consider terrible decision like your soul's still going to learn and grow from that so for me when I believe we can't do it quote-unquote wrong it takes all the pressure off and then I'm like okay if I can't do it wrong then how do I want to do it like then it gives you all the power back instead of like oh my god there's a right decision and a wrong decision if I make the wrong one then I'm totally screwed so if you can take that pressure off of yourself and go okay there is no wrong answer. There is no like, you know, one way. So with that pressure off, what do I want? And something I think is really important for people is coming back home to themselves and their heart and their desires. Because as we grow up as kids, we learn limit lots of limitations. And we like if you notice, there's a certain developmental stage where kids ask for stuff a lot, right? And parents are always like, no, you know, or that developmental stage where people, where kids will be like, but why, but why, but why, you know, and the parents eventually get to like, because I said so, <laughs> that's why. So there's a developmental stage that we go through as children where we ask for a lot of things. And that is annoying to parents, like just to be frank, right? So there's a, there's a shutting down of like, okay, no more asking, Like, no more. We're not doing that. Don't ask me that again. So I think that when we get conditioned like that, especially as women and as people pleasers, I mean, I think everybody does, but I think there's just certain groups of us that really lost our ask, if you will. And so to tune into yourself and ask what your desires really are, what you really want to experience in life, what makes you feel good And then from that place, asking yourself, like, who am I and what do I really want? And getting clear on that. And even if you're not clear on that, then asking for clarity on that. And the way you ask for things and the way you ask for clarity, even if you don't know what you want, is literally to, there's no wrong way to do it. You could think it. Your mind is energy. You could feel it in your heart. You could visualize something. You could write it down on a piece of paper. You can write a question on a piece of paper. Like this is a technique that I learned in one of my, um, an energy technique where you like basically write to the universe. Like you can write the universe a letter or you can have a journal by your bed and you can ask before you go to bed, like, what should I do about this situation? And you can just leave it by your bed and you can just set the intention that when you go to sleep, you receive the answer or you can ask like, okay, universe, show me what I should do about this situation and be open. So I think that's the big thing about asking is asking and then being open. Like, okay, there might be a song that comes on the radio. There might be a billboard. Like 
for me, when I was transitioning jobs, I worked as a hospice nurse and I kept feeling like I was supposed to do this. And I kept asking the universe, like, give me signs. And then it would be like a billboard of a hospice company, or like I'd be on Facebook and there'd be an ad of a hospice company, or I was, you know, talking to a friend and she's like, oh, my grandpa just went on hospice. Like, so asking for your answer and then being open to receive it and also feeling worthy of receiving it. And I don't think you need to like feel worthy, but just being like, you know what? If I'm going to ask for this, that means that if there's a question, there's also an answer to that question. Like believing that exist is is something that I think is helpful. Like if you have a question or you have a problem, when that problem or question is created, the match to that, the answer and the solution to that is created at the same time in the quantum space. So understanding like, okay, I'm at the level of the question or I'm at the level of the problem, but there, the level of the solution and the answer also exists. So let's open up to receive that. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, that really helps a lot. Um, and now, okay, I think this, this will be my last question. I know I asked a lot of questions, but you know, I didn't want to. Talk to you about so you know you have studied so many different modalities, different healing, and you know, uh, law attraction, human design, everything you name it, you have it. And oh my god, so out of of all the modalities that you have studied, there is one that really stood out. And because I I think this is only the second or third time that I I, I have heard of it, so is reality trans surfing? (laughs) Yes, that is my latest session, my latest. How is it different from law of attraction? So in my opinion, it would be like law of attraction updated. I feel like law of attraction would be more like the cliff notes of the universe and reality transurfing would be like the actual book. (laughs) There are a couple different nuances in reality transurfing that I feel like are big gaps in law of attraction. One being the idea in reality transurfing of dropping importance. So in law of attraction, I see people get really um, caught up in like wanting and they're like, okay, I got to experience the experience of having that's like the law of attraction, right? Like deciding what you want, feeling like you have it and then opening up to receive it. But there's there's nuances within that process that that block people. And one of the big ones for me is this idea of importance, like making something really important. And that is something in reality transurfing, that's like a big, one of their big key points is dropping importance. So I feel like that's an important one. Also in reality transurfing, they they talk about a concept called pendulums, which pendulums are essentially collective consciousnesses. And it helps you navigate and understand why you want things and why you're not getting them. So I guess that would be my main answer to that question, like law of attraction versus reality transurfing. I feel like if you're struggling with the law of attraction, like you conceptually understand it and you feel like you're doing everything right with it and it's not working, I would move into reality transurfing because there's probably some little nuances there that you're missing um, that are the blockages. So I, I personally resonate with it more. I think it builds on and expands on the concepts. So thank you so much. I mean, I have to go and study more about it and learn more about it. 
So, okay, now we are going to end. I mean, we are going to not end, but move on to our next session, which is our final five rapid fire questions. Ooh, I love it. Uh, and then we are going to have, you know, we are going to end with a very special session with you, which I'm, um, I'm so excited about. And it's actually the first time that we are doing something like this on a podcast, you know, and I've never done it before with any guests. So I'm sure everyone, you're going to love it. So now the final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. Ooh. All right. Okay. So the first question is describe yourself in three words. I would describe myself as lightness would be the first word. Um, transformative would be the second word and then sensual would be the third wow I love that <laughs> beautiful it's, it's so you <laughs> love that okay second question if you could live your life all over again what would you do differently Ooh, that's a good one gosh I'm tempted to be like I would do nothing differently but Probably my answer would be I would buy Apple stock and Amazon stock earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh tell my younger self, like, do your healing work, but also buy the stock. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I thought, you know, I maybe I would go and you know study spirituality earlier, you know, in my career or something like that. Yeah, but that is so true. I mean, that is such a important decision to be made <laughs> in early. I don't know I just think that like everything I just I trust myself I trust my life I trust the way life has unfolded and I just think that had it had I made different decisions I'd be in a different place and I'm grateful for the place that I'm in and I just trust that it's exactly where I need to be so yeah yeah trust is all we need thank you so much all right the third question is well it's gonna be hard I guess what is something you are trying to learn or curious about right now? I am a very curious person and I am always learning. Like that is my obsession is, yeah. is just learning. So I'm loving reality transurfing right now. That's <laughs> definitely something I'm into. Um, Twin Flames is something else I've been studying recently um, through a client situation that happened and that really piqued my interest. And so um that's been something I've been learning about. And then understanding and learning more about the concept of star seeds is something else I'm learning about right now. So those are my main things. <laughs> I, feel like I have so many things that I haven't talked to you about. I mean, <laughs> we got to do another episode. <laughs> um, that's going to be a series of this. Um, okay, the next question. If you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? Hmm. I would probably talk about trusting yourself um, and coming back home to you and becoming, I mean, my podcast is called Energetic Sovereignty, but really what that means is just this concept of using your energy intentionally um, and understanding energy so that you can use it in the world. But I don't know. I, I think for that five minutes, I would really talk about becoming your own healer and trusting your process and trusting your journey and figuring out who you are and loving yourself fiercely and untangling yourself from the web of lies that say other people know what's best for you. 
you know, that's what I'm really passionate about. And, and as a healer, I think that's what I'm passionate about doing differently is giving people the tools and empowering them to heal themselves. And not that we don't need assistance from other people. It's not about this ultra, you know, independence where we don't need anyone. Like we're humans. We need other humans and we need people along along the way. But I think we get into the cycle of giving our power away. You know, we see it in every dynamic diet culture, you know, I need the perfect diet or, you know, I need the perfect job or I need the, you know, we see it in every industry, like someone else has the answer. And I just think that's my main message is like coming back home to you that all of the answers are within you, that you can trust yourself. You really can trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, you realize then that everything else can just be for fun or if you want it, but you don't need it. And when you don't need something, you can actually fully appreciate it. So that's what I would talk about. Beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. All right. The last question is what brings you joy? <gasps> so many things. <laughs> so many things. Okay. Nature is like a big one for sure. Juicing. I love juicing. Um, but my favorite, like most joyful for me is when I'm dancing. Yeah, I'm going to set it because I know your dance is hot. Yes, I love dancing. And then dancing in nature is like a double whammy, which I love dancing in nature. And so at the same time, super <laughs> joy. Yes, yes. All right. Love that. Thank you so much for answering all the questions. Um, so before we move on to the, you know, the I don't want to say it yet, but can you tell us where we, where can I, uh, where can our listeners find you? Like where can I send people to you? Yes. So um, I do have a podcast of my own. It's called Energetic Sovereignty. And I think I sent you the links. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's for personal development, energy tools, spirituality, neuroscience, all the things that I'm into and love. They're just tools on there, help people expand and heal themselves and, and learn some new things. So I love the podcast. Um, you can go to my website, alisonfinley.com, and that's where I offer um, – I do a class called an Energetic Sovereignty class where I teach these tools. I also do one-on-one coaching, single sessions, and then um, energy readings if you're interested. So that – you can also find me on Instagram, Allison Hope Finley, or Facebook, same thing. So I'm a lot of places. Yep. All right. So now we're going to end with a reading. So <laughs> – so I'm so excited. I've never done it before. I don't know how it goes, but I'm, I'm sure it's what we need to hear right now. So how do we go about it? Okay, so we talked about this earlier. Doing a group reading is a little bit different. So what we're going to do since this episode's coming out in 2022 is the way that cards work is they're just reading the energy and they, we live in a quantum universe, so it knows the energies that are going to be listening to this podcast. So I will just ask, what does the people that are listening to this podcast, what does everybody need to know right now for their best and highest good regarding the next year, 2022? So basically with cards, what you do is you just mix it up And there's different ways to do it. Sometimes cards jump out. Sometimes you just feel intuitively like this card just came out. Okay, so this is from the angel deck and the card is children. And what I'm reading from this energy that we need to know is that 2022 is going to be a year where we really look into the inner child, where we start to come back to this concept of 
playing. I think we're moving from a really serious, rigid, um, fearful energy. And what Spirit is saying with this card is that in this next year, we're going to start to move into a more childlike, curious, playful, um, trusting essence and energy. So almost like the energy of a child, the way that children approach life. Like if you look at children, like I look at my nieces, I don't personally have children, but I look at my nieces and like they are so trusting in life. Like when they start to move forward on something, they just like trust that they're going to be provided for. They trust that they're going to be okay. They trust that when they try something, if they fall and get hurt, like that they're going to get back up afterwards. Like they're curious about things. They ask questions. They have fun. Like they're not afraid to laugh and be silly and like look, you know, silly and like and play and just have fun. So that's the energy that I'm getting from this card is that 2022 to set your intentions to be more childlike, to lean into this energy of curiosity, of trust, of faith, of play, of your truest, most authentic version of you that you were as a child, and also tending to that inner child, looking at some of those inner child wounds, looking at some of those limiting beliefs that we grew up with childhood, some of those wounds where our child doesn't feel safe or loved or seen, starting to address those. And I'm sure your listeners are familiar with inner child work, um, but starting to go deeper in that work if you've already begun. So that is our that is our angel card reading. And then I have another deck that I want to do. And it's called the Spirit Animal Deck. So we will ask the same question. What do we need to know for our best and highest good for 2022? Which spirit animal has a message for us? And the message that came through, ooh, it is scarab beetle spirit and the message on the card is magic works through you Ooh, okay so the energy I'm getting from this card is that I think this podcast is really gonna spark some curiosity and some like what the heck (laughs) in people (laughs) like what is she talking about And this idea of magic working through you. So I think what this card, the energy that I'm getting, is to start to, kind of like that first card, start to play, start to research, start to lean into some of these spiritual concepts, scientific concepts, whatever you're starting to feel, there is a magic of the universe. There is an energy of transformation, of magic, of miracles that wants to flow in your life. Like if you are listening to this right now, lean into this message that magic is trying to flow through you. And all you have to do is open up, receive, allow the flow, that feminine energy like we were talking about. And the other message I'm getting from this card is that not only is magic trying to flow through you, but there's already magic all around you. So I'm getting like gratitude from this card, like starting in 2022 to yes, we have goals. Yes, we want things. Yes, we want to create things. And that's our right as creators on this planet. But can you also 
open your eyes to the magic that's already in your life, to the things you've already manifested, to the people that you already love, to the money that you already have, to the prayers that have already been answered. And when you focus on those things and you are grateful and you see the magic that's around you, your reticular activating system in your brain starts to show you more things to be grateful for and more magic and more beautiful things around you. So that's the message from Animal Spirit. And then I have one more deck that's called Sacred Creators. This is another one of my favorite decks. So we will just mix it up and we will ask which card has a message for us for 2022 for our best and highest good? What do we need to know, understand, or lean into? And the card that came through are limitations inspire innovations. Limitations inspire innovations. And there's a really beautiful, like, almost like origami on the on the photo of the card. So what I'm feeling from this card is that people who are listening to this have specific questions that they're asking, specific limitations. And just like we talked earlier, the solution to that limitation, to that question, the answer to that question already exists. And I feel like the energy I'm feeling is like people are asking like, what should I do? Where should I go? Should I do this? Should I do that? And there's a lot of this like graspy energy of like, I need the answer or, you know, this confusion. And this card is telling you that if you're feeling like that, to take a step back, take a breath, and to know that the answer and the solution already exists and it wants to come to you. Like, I have this core belief and this affirmation that y'all can all steal because it served me very well, that everything I want wants me. Like, I just decided a while back that every single thing that I desire wants me to have it. Like, everything I want wants me to. And so that's kind of what this card is, is that, like, if you're feeling confusion, if you're feeling like you're searching for an answer, stop. (laughs) Stop searching. (laughs) Know that the answer and the solution exists but not at the same frequency of which the problem and the confusion was created. We have to rise above the confusion, rise above the problem, and see it from a higher perspective. So this card is really inviting you that if you're feeling that graspy energy, to take a step back, to take a couple deep breaths, and to open up to receive the energy. I'm also sensing that meditation is coming from this card. Like if meditation is not a practice for you, to find a simple way to meditate, whether that's in nature or just, you know, deep breathing, doing something to, to get yourself centered. I'm feeling this like kind of confusion, graspy energy. And to neutralize that, you have to kind of calm your nervous system, calm the the physical brain, calm the body. So getting out in nature, getting to a place of calm to then open up to receive the answer is going to be the best tactic for you in 2022. Oh my God, I feel like you're sensing my energy. <laughs> because I, it's coming from you. It's coming from everybody listening to. <laughs> you know, I was like laughing so hard on the other side and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. It's, I, it resonates with me 100% and I know it's for me and I'm sure for people who are listening to this because they listen to my podcast, they are in tune with my energy, we are all connected for a reason. If they are listening and they are still listening, 
this message is for you, whether you resonate with it or not, maybe you will, you know, I mean, just, just receive it, you know, don't have to question it, don't have to ask, is this for me, is this not for me, just receive, and you will know whether it's for you or not in time to come. So, I mean, thank you so much for doing the reading, it's so beautiful. And thank you for taking the time out, you know, again, for being here with us today. I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, they want to get to know you more and they want to connect with you. They want to do a reading with you. So, all right, guys, I hope you love this episode. Go follow Alison, go to her website, you know, listen to a podcast. I listen to a podcast, just so you know, and check out all the amazing things that she's doing. Alright, so that's all for this episode. If you're not following me, follow me at join.chan. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss another episode. And I will always leave you the same way as I always leave you with every other episode. Show up, the world needs you, and you need you. Thanks for listening, and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Bye, Alison. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at findjoywithjoyan underscore podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening and I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.